This is Off the Record, a podcast brought to you by the Valdosta Daily Times. I'm Dalton, and my co-person Desiree is out today. Uh, she is currently covering, covering protesters uh, about the recent uh, Valdosta High School coach being fired. Uh, so Val- Valdosta is a football town, and so that's a priority. <laughs> so she's going to be out doing that. But uh, today on Off the Record, we're on the record with Riley Moore, an Indie Folk Americana Act from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, if you could introduce yourself, that'd be Hi, wonderful. yeah, that's who I am. Uh, <laughs> my name's Riley Moore. Sometimes I go by Riley Moore Songboy, um, just to have <laughs> some extra syllables. And I'm from Nashville. And Dalton, I just realized um, uh-huh. it might be like um, a bad omen that I'm here because I've been bringing like this tour has taken me to um, cities where, like, right when I've arrived or right after I've left, their protests have occurred. Oh, really? Yeah, so that <laughs> I might be partly responsible somehow for these uh, the protests that you guys are experiencing. You're bringing us all this bad, high school football bad luck. coach firing. Yeah, I was in Richmond and Charlottesville last week. and um, What was going on there? Was Richmond the, the, the gun rally? Yeah. Okay. And uh, protests, I played in both of those cities, and then protests broke out. Um, after my departure so <laughs> hopefully the rest of my tour is more peaceful yeah hopefully what happened in uh, Charleston uh, Charlottesville or Charlottesville so th- it was kind of the same it's only an hour from Richmond so oh, okay. um, and they have a history of of terrible protests over the same issues so I think it just kind of bled from Richmond huh. to Charlottesville I didn't actually hear about Charlottesville have you that's cool yeah. you, I'm sure I mean, you would re- recognize cool. the yeah, if, if you looked into it, I'm sure you'd remember what happened in 2017. But anyways, let's talk music. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> it was a crazy year. Um, and I'm sorry, officially I'm sorry about the the, pro, the high school football protests, if, if it's because uh, of me. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think it's because, because of you. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a uh, just a coincidence. Hopefully... Since this one was before you arrived, that means you're maybe yeah. pushing past it. Yeah. 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 So. It's a good outlook. <laughs> but so I, I, you know, reading about you and, you know, looking um, around at like just researching mm-hmm. online, uh, one of the most uh, interesting things I found and it's pretty prominent yeah. in your bio and stuff, is that you walked a 1,600-mile tour. Yeah. So you walked the entire tour. And was that in a different <laughs> band or...? So it was like, I guess, 
a collective of songwriters and we went by the walking guys um but the members were um, will stevens who played lead guitar for mm-hmm. each of our sets and um benjamin butler who's a very a very talented name. songwriter um in nashville and then christopher kessenick who goes under the moniker arts fishing club <laughs> um he kind of went under that as a solo artist on that tour but has a, a band um with that name in nashville and they're they're all great um I really like the alliteration of all those names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Benjamin Butler. It's a great, it's a great name. Yeah, Chris. What was it? Chris Kessenick. Chris yeah, Kessenick. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all great. And so we, for the for that tour, we had never done anything together before. Ben and I had written some songs together, but um, we weren't a band, we or anything. We just kind of Ben had the idea to do a tour on foot. Um, he just thought that it would be a really cool experience and he had met Will from playing a show and I guess um, wanted to have someone accompanying him on guitar so he asked Will if he would do it and Will was living in Boston at the time and um, thinking about moving to Nashville and he decided he could take four and a half months to walk down the east coast before he moved and then um, Ben posted on Facebook like some Nashville Entertainment People Facebook page um, and said, I have a crazy idea for a crazy tour. If you're crazy and want to do something crazy with me, please please reach out. And lots of people, upon hearing what it was, um, quit talking to him. And the one person that was uh, receptive to the idea of walking down the East Coast was Chris or arts fishing club and then uh, i went on like a little road trip with them actually down to augusta georgia yeah which i don't know where that is in relation to here, it's, it's northeast cool um and they were talking about the tour and i was in the back seat and i was kind of mad at ben because he had like had the idea for a couple years and we had been friends and i wanted to do it because i think that's amazing and he had this stranger riding shotgun we had just met over Facebook that was doing this tour with him. So I just said, I'm going to come with you guys. <laughs> and um, that's how I joined. That's awesome. No, yeah. that's, that's, that's shocking to me that um, people weren't receptive to it. Because, like, I don't know, that sounds like such a, but it's, but I mean, a good idea <laughs> in I terms mean, of, like, getting people you are, your attention. And then also just as, like, a cool... I guess the struggle would be financial-wise, right? Like, how did you... No, I mean... No, I think, how did you survive? Your, your perspective you... on that is is pretty unique, Dalton. Like, okay. most people think it's crazy. Like, I mean, we were walking... We were, like, walking down the side of the road for four and a half months, so... I think it's a great idea just as, like, a PR thing. Like, I'm just yeah, like... Yeah. I'm the only band... Like, there's this one guy... I forget his name, but he puts out an album every week. So, like, that's okay. how he's gotten Interesting. famous is just yeah. by doing this sort of thing. Yeah. And it's, like... It's a good PR. It is, yeah. a, it is a very good um, PR story. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact of the matter is there's four and a half months of of walking. It's a lot, yeah. From tiny town to tiny town, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so how much would you, like... So How far would you walk before you would play? And it, I have so many questions. So okay, how, how far fine. would you walk? Yeah, so we tried to... Between cities. We kind of had an average of 15 to 25 miles a day. Um, 
Okay. Uh, or that was like uh, the range that we shot for, but typically it was closer to 15 or 20. Yeah. Um, sometimes it was less. It just depended on um, how much we need, how far we needed to walk. Mm-hmm. And um, the way that we figured that out was used the Google Map um, little walking guy mm-hmm. icon that can will tell you how to walk anywhere. You can put, we started in Portland, Maine, and you could put Portland, Maine down to Valdosta, Georgia, and click walk, and it'll direct you how to legally and, well, not necessarily safely, but how to legally <laughs> do that and yeah, tell you how many days and hours it would take if you were to walk continuously mm-hmm. um, without stopping. But obviously, you should stop to sleep and play shows if you want to play shows. Um, so we would, um, like with the goal of 15 to 25 miles a day, we would kind of map out, okay, we start in Portland, Maine, so what's like a suburb of Portland, Maine, about 15 miles south? And um, we found one and and walked to it. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, we did have like mapped out the, the towns, or for the most part, like the towns that we needed to get to each day. So you started in Portland, Maine. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, but they picked you up in Augusta. Oh, that wasn't a, that wasn't on the tour. That was oh, that was something separate. Yeah. Okay, that was like how I ended up joining, uh, deciding to um, be a part of the tour. Like okay. well before we left Nashville. Okay, so, so how did you get to Portland, Maine? We we just like had got up there different ways. Like um, we just started the tour, the walk from there. So I like I rode up. With my brothers in a van, and okay, so they um, dropped you off. A couple of you guys just like leave your cars in Portland, Maine. I right? Guess that's what I mean. No, yeah. Okay. Like Will um, was married, and um, his wife drove him up there. He still is married. I'm just I want to make that distinction. Okay. And, and he was at the time, um, and so uh, his wife drove him, I believe, and or I don't know, they might have all flown. I can't really remember, but we just got up there, and met up in Portland. I had not met Will before um, before the first show. I met him like during our performance, which was pretty wild to like commit to walking 1,600 miles with a person you don't know. Mm-hmm. But it worked out really well. So yeah, yeah, it sounds like it worked out. Yeah. So you would go about... So I guess um, in the Northeast, mm-hmm. was it sort of more dense? Was it easy to kind of find suburbs up there in comparison to the exactly. South? Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So kind of back to your question about how far we would walk each day. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we it was a tour, so we wanted to play as many shows as we could, and um, so any kind of sizable city, we would book at least one show, sometimes multiple shows, and kind of rest a little bit in cities because it it was just it was easier to find places to stay with mutual friends and um, easier to book shows. But then between the cities, like a city that's like, close to here, like I I just drove three hours from Atlanta and that's to me on t- in touring that doesn't feel like a very long drive. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, I'm not, that's forever I'm not for sure about the walk. math, but that's probably at least three weeks or more of, of walking. Mm-hmm. So that's 21 days that we could be playing other little shows um, whenever we would find a town that has some kind of live music establishment. Yeah. So that set us up to play lots of 
random cities and towns and lots of random venues. And a great deal of our shows were like pop up mm-hmm. that like we would walk into a bar or coffee shop and tell them what we were doing and sometimes see if if we could <laughs> play that night. Typically because we like wanted them to offer us free food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and a good way to find a place to stay was by performing and telling the audience what we were doing. Because yeah. then they would say, where do you guys stay? And we would say, well, stranger, we stay with strangers. And um, often they would say, they would offer us to stay at their house. And that's what we did probably 80% of the, the tour, just like stay with random people that we met. Man, that's insane. So you would sometimes get free food out of that too, which I'm sure helps. Yeah, we got a lot of free food. Yeah, because yeah, you're not generous. getting much of an income while doing this, I'm guessing. Yeah, you asked about the, the financial um, situation. We actually, like, there was a lot of planning and legwork um, on the front end. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a Kickstarter campaign or perhaps Indiegogo that was actually quite successful. Um Chris and Ben especially did a really good job, like figuring out how to how to run that well. And Christopher has a massive family, mm-hmm. <laughs> so people were really generous. And um, we had a budget, like uh, like a weekly budget that each of us got. Mm-hmm. Um, for how food. much? How much was that? If you don't mind me asking. I think it might have been like $100 a week. That's not bad. Yeah. Really not bad yeah. considering our only expense was food. That's, yeah, that's, um, that's really, because no gas. Right. And what kind of instruments are you using? Just acoustic strictly or? Yeah, so we just took two acoustic guitars. Wow, okay. Yeah, and we had these like really nice um, like jogger strollers from the Swedish company Thule that makes like luggage racks. Yeah. I emailed them and asked if they would be a sponsor and give us them and they told us they would give us 50% off so we invested in some pretty nice baby strollers and uh, they're like built for two youths so they're pretty wide and um, we were able to put all of our gear in those and then at first we were kind of carrying the guitars or had like two guys would have guitars strapped to their back but then over time we learned just how well built those strollers were and Mm -hmm. we were able to basically put everything um all the weight on the strollers by we'd like bungee cord the guitars on top so so if you have a child yeah you want to go with the go with Thule if you're very wealthy and bungee or cord your... can convince them to sponsor you <laughs> as a parent yeah yeah and, and so that that you would just bungee cord all your gear in and there's two of them there were two yeah, yeah. and you didn't have any problems with like did you have any issues with people trying to like steal your stroller full of stuff? Like, Actually, no. We okay. we had a uh, shockingly um, few issues with anything um, in the realm of people messing with us. Hmm. No one harmed us. No one stole anything that I can remember, um, and no one like harassed us. That's good. <laughs> Except for one police officer on the way to Athens. Of course, we had, we encountered two police police officers on the way to Athens. And I think it was like two of the three police officers we had encounters with the entire time, which is strange, I think. But one of them was so rude and mean and discouraging. And one of them was like one of the nicest people we ever met. It was truly bizarre. He kind of like made fun of the other police officer. (laughs) Yeah. 
So, yeah. you, so you met the Athens police officer, and then you met this other guy? No, they were both Athens. Like, it was oh, the, same the same night. One. We were oh. walking to Athens and had encounters with two police officers. Um, what happened? Like, One guy just, like, harassed us and made fun of us. And In, like, what way? Were you guys just, like, walking down the street? Yeah, we were walking down the street, and he tried to kind of bully us into, like, realizing how stupid we were. And then this other guy was like, oh heck yeah like you guys are musicians and then he was at this gas station we were at and um i think he i don't know i remember interacting with him at the gas station yeah and we were like oh the nice cop cool um, <laughs> but it was pretty it was just strange yeah it this is, there's no point to this story but it was just strange two of the three cops on the entire tour happened on the same night and, and they were like opposite interactions Mm-hmm. And the nice guy was like making fun of the other guy to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We can stop talking about that story. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I think it's kind of fascinating, honestly, yeah. that you yeah. know you had two cops the same night that had yeah. completely different it's, views of it. It's a strange. Uh, and I think it's for sure. I think it's cool how majority of the trip uh, you had mostly goodwill, like just oh yeah, no yeah, that's pretty issues. significant. Yeah. yeah, we had um, like. Most of our significant issues were, like, self-inflicted. Like, Ben and I weren't the best at um, carrying, like, our, like, GoPro. I think Ben um, maybe would agree that a little bit more than me, he, like, he might have had one more drop than I did. But Mm -hmm. one time we both were, like, collectively responsible for dropping it into a creek and, um, (laughs) and, and... Was it fine after that? Was, uh, it waterproof up there in the right case, right? I don't right? think so. Oh, like, no? Yeah. I think it was cracked and oh. broken, and we sort of had to figure out, like, um... Where did that happen? Were you just, like, on a bridge somewhere? <clears throat> no, we, like, went water, wandered down into this creek on the side of a road to, like, I don't know, have a creek moment. and um, <laughs> The creek moment, yeah. Yeah, like... Naturally. I think Ben or I wanted to film something lower down in the creek and one of us was passing it to the other and threw it and the other one dropped it or something like that and <laughs> and then Chris was sort of like in charge of all the gears so yeah. we kind of were like two like mischievous sons afraid to like tell their dad that that they broke the GoPro and I mean that's that's like really how it felt because <laughs> we oh. like, didn't know, how he was, yeah. you know what he would say <laughs> but hey. yeah we had <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, yeah. So yeah, that's... But it was, like, our second GoPro, I think. Like, I think Ben had broken one. So you bought GoPros? <laughs> sorry, Ben. Too? I'm not trying to, like, throw you under the bus, but, um, like, Ben just has this glitch of, like, being, uh, like, reckless with ben. stuff. Like, he broke some dude's uh, hoverboard, too, uh-huh. like, right when those came out. This, like, UGA football player, which it felt like they were all issued hoverboards. On the football team, which is kind of funny. What? <laughs> they all got hoverboards. Yeah, they all seem to have hoverboards. So he was from UGA at that time. Oh, we we like played in Athens, oh, so okay. we stayed with these football players. Oh. Actually, like, I can't remember if it was like the house that we stayed at, but at least one of the good buddies, and this guy was like at a house that we were in for a moment, um, was like this really famous running back called Todd Gurley or something. Todd Gurley. Okay. Or something like that. Like I, I any, don't know. Any, like, yeah. Georgia football fan that hears this will, will recognize his name. But it was just funny. I don't really follow, like, 
college football outside of Auburn. Mm-hmm. And he was a big enough deal that I knew who he was. And it was funny that in the middle of our walking tour, we we met that guy. So Yeah. Anyways. And you, you stayed at their, his house or something? Oh, yeah. Like I mean, we like, so, I mean, there was over four and a half months. That's like 150-ish nights. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we stayed with so many random types of people. How many months was it? Four and a half. Four and a half. Oh, yeah. Wow. That so, seems faster than I would have expected. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we. That's a long tour for sure. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. But if you're doing we, an average 15, 25 miles, that's. Right. Well, we. I think that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was. But I mean, honestly, we kind of, we took um, days off in most cities. Like mm. each town we would kind of just pass through. But mm. um, like New York, we had a total of nine days from. When we walked into New York to when we walked out, mm. so spent a lot of time in New York. City. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, a really good break. Yeah. So, did you play shows that entire time, or was it? We just... played a good number of shows in New York. Mm. Um, one night we played like three, <laughs> which was really bizarre. Yeah. I don't know. I think we were just taking At, like different get. venues. Yeah. Like I think. <laughs> yeah, I I think that one was in Bushwick. Which now Bushwick is kind of a cool, like thriving part of Brooklyn, um, but at the time it was just kind of random and sketchy. But we played at like Bushwick Public House or something, and no one. We weren't like known at all. Like most of our shows were pretty empty, mm-hmm. but sometimes people would hear about that these guys walked here, so it would be enough um, to get them interested. But we like, yeah, yeah and I was like. I would say that all, probably all four of us feel like we got a lot better, have gotten a lot better at music since then, but I was like really bad at playing music. Mm. So, at that time? Yeah, it was a pretty funny tour. I only had like, I think I only had like four songs or three or four songs that I felt de- oh, decent about playing. Yeah. So if I ever had to play more than four songs, I would start like shaking. Oh no. And feel really awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it seems like you I kind of you. one of the reasons I wanted to sign up for that tour was to help myself have an opportunity and to kind of be forced to get better at at performing and at playing music and at playing shows because I wanted to be a musician and a singer songwriter, um, but I just hadn't played much. I hadn't played many shows, and I was like, "That's a huge commitment, four and a half months," and there was such an appeal to the experience outside of music that I knew it would be like bizarre enough that it would kind of like um, make it okay that some of the shows were cringy for me. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them were. So, but I made it through and gotten a little bit better at, at um, performing. So. I, I, that's a brave way to, I guess. Yeah, you just gotta jump. Nerves. That's what you have to do for, I think, for most things. Like, just kind of jump in the deep end, and mm-hmm. I would recommend that as well. If yeah. you want to learn something, just yeah, jump yeah. into it and yeah, just start. Yeah, yeah. So, learn by doing. Yeah, but, it's a great way to learn. Mm-hmm. So, how long ago <clears throat> was this tour? I keep saying three years because it like permanently feels like it was three years ago, but it was five. Okay, so it was in twenty fifteen. I should get used to saying five instead. <laughs> yeah, it occurred in twenty fifteen, um, and we started in 
July, I think, possibly June, um, in Portland, because mm-hmm. we wanted to be in the north during, during the, summer. the summer. That's smart. <laughs> and and we got home in November. We like were pretty, or, and I, I especially remember be, like really wanting us to be home by Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. just because that seemed nice, and we were. So yeah, that was kind of how we decided when to cut it off. Mm-hmm. So when you uh, what was your last destination? Nashville. Nashville yeah. was the last destination. Yeah. So you started in Maine and walked mm-hmm. all the way to Nashville. Yeah, but we we uh, our furthest destin our furthest uh, stop was Athens or Atlanta. I'm not certain which is which is further from Portland, but mm-hmm. um, we walked to Athens and mm-hmm. like Atlanta, and then we cut across through Chattanooga, Tennessee, mm-hmm. back to Nashville. Rather than going um, directly from like straight from Portland to Nashville, mm-hmm. I guess because there's like better touring stops along the East Coast, um, and I think that we wanted to touch like from like the top state down to a state that's on the Gulf or whatever mm-hmm. on the bottom of the the thing, the landmass. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, it's close enough to the Gulf. <clears throat> yeah. I. I Still, yeah. most of the eastern seaboard is like you covered. Right. That's pretty crazy. So yeah. were you uh, kind of focusing more towards like coastal cities or were you sort of... No, just like, no, we weren't really focusing on coastal cities. Um, we, we like came down through um, Boston and I'm not good at knowing where things are in the Northeast, but yeah, like <laughs> Maine, and then we did we did like New England, like all the big cities, uh-huh. like uh, Maine, and then New Hampshire, and then like Boston, and uh, New York, and Philadelphia, and then D.C., Baltimore, D.C., um, Richmond, and then we we ended up some time after that in Charlotte. Um, so we weren't really like. Like hugging the coast, we didn't go through like Charleston or Savannah or anything. Um, actually, yes, we did. We oh okay, <laughs> we, did, we, were, we were in Charleston. Um, I, I don't, how many I don't states know. I, I should go back and look at our route. Yeah, I wonder how many states that is. <laughs> it was a lot of states. Yeah, it's at least like more than ten, right? At least more than ten. Probably at least like sixteen or so. <laughs> I don't know though. That's yeah. just a random number. It's a lot of states to cover yeah while walking and so pushing around a stroller did you have problems like were you just on roads all the time or were like yeah how did you get around we found a couple little greenways little trails but um people often ask if we stayed if we walked on the Appalachian Trail but um no because we were playing shows so we had to stay in town right so for that reason we like did typically walk on roads just Mm -hmm. like on state highways mostly when there was one present and some were great. The Northeast was amazing because there are sidewalks almost everywhere. Like, I think that New Hampshire is such a thin little state. We pretty much covered the length in one day and it was just the chillest, like just walking down the sidewalk, feeling the breeze. Um, But the sidewalks make such a difference as you can imagine. Like, cause then when you get in the South, there's no pedestrian, um, like... Yeah, it definitely seems a little bit more developed <clears throat> up in the Northeast in terms of, yeah. like... Yeah. Things are just closer together, so mm-hmm. people walk more. Um, mm-hmm. 
we definitely had some roads down here that were terrifying. Mm-hmm. I do remember one night thinking thinking it might have been the end for me. Oh no, what happened? <laughs> um, you had a near-death experience? <laughs> oh god. Yeah, um, I'm, I guess I probably did have a near-death experience. I think I like one slip, I think I likely would have died. But um, well, yeah, I'll tell you. So typically like the roads were flat and there was typically, I mean, the roads are always kind of flat because that's how cars drive. But um, there's often, or usually like enough shoulder for us to walk in the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Um, But we were um, walking and this wasn't really the South. I don't remember what state this was. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But um, it felt kind of colonial. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I remember that, um, and, and um, it was raining like tremendously, and um, it might have been North Carolina, but okay. it, anyways, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> but like it was, targeting North Carolina. I'm yeah, we we typically tried to finish our walks bef- by sundown mm-hmm. so that it was safer, um, mm-hmm. and just so that the day's work would be over, but. Sometimes we didn't do that for different reasons, like we were just being lazy in the morning or, I don't know, something was going on or we had a, a especially long walk. Um, so this was one of those nights we found ourselves walking at night, so it was dark and it was pouring down rain and um, we were on a very busy highway and there was no shoulder. Like the shoulder was like maybe three inches and then... Um, Next to that was a very, very steep hill, like a grassy hill. Mm-hmm. And um, we would, if there wasn't a sidewalk, we would try to walk against traffic um, so that we could see the cars coming at us. Right, yeah. <clears throat> so that's what we were doing. And um, I was pushing one of the carts. And I mean, this hill was so steep. It was, I'm not very good at angles, but. It was a steep angle. Yeah. <laughs> it was not fit for walking. Um, so, like, my left Much leg... Much walking with a stroller full of gear. Right, yeah. And we would... Whenever it would rain, we had, like, tarps, camouflage tarps, like, draped over this the rig, like, mm-hmm. the stroller with the guitar. So I'm pushing this massive, like, ugly, like, chariot-looking thing. <laughs> and my left foot is, like, way higher up on the hill than my right. So you can imagine the angle and like the left wheels are like way higher than the right wheels and yeah it's pouring down rain so eventually like i just started to slide down the hill and this was a very like fast busy highway like it was not an interstate because it's illegal to walk on interstate so we never did that Mm -hmm. but i mean i imagine the speed limit was at least 45 maybe maybe like 50 I i don't know but so cars were going at least 50, 55 miles per hour, um, and it was dark, and we didn't. I didn't have that much, like, much reflective gear because we usually didn't walk at night, so we didn't make that a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started to like fall, <laughs> and I realized this is really bad, and like the cart started slipping, mm-hmm. and I had a moment of like, uh, so you're just falling like, into traffic into the road. Yeah, yeah. like I would have fallen over and been laying. In front of a fast car is like <laughs> on a dark stormy night yeah um without any reflective gear and um the cart like started sliding down the hill and i i remember like not knowing what to do 
like I thought that I could let the cart go and maybe save myself um, but I yelled guys like because they were ahead of me uh-huh hell like help I, I don't know I just yelled at them but somehow I kind of I like ran down the hill and kind of like braced myself against the cart and just sort of stood there and will came back and I think helped me and we kind of like two two manned the cart um the rest of that way and we made it and had a great night that night um with this really nice dude that we found on couch surfer couch surfer uh, yeah is that like a website it's an app <laughs> okay. that, it's basically airbnb for free huh so people that are um willing to host travelers for free mm-hmm. um and it's a good way to if you want to meet people as a host or if you're traveling and want to either meet people and have like a, a city guide because lots of the people are into that just meeting lots of different people um or if you just want to try to stay somewhere for free so we use that a good bit on the tour and um yeah we played poker that night and and it was great it was like a it felt really nice after a really terrifying evening too yeah that's a whole other thing i didn't even think about was the <coughs> weather the whole way down so you had a few bad storms yeah nothing else really though yeah no like oh nothing else weather-wise just storms i mean cold was it bad it It was cold cold and Mm -hmm. um kind of yeah i invested in a really good rain jacket from marmot (laughs) but i took it to this phoebe bridgers concert in nashville like (laughs) a couple years ago and i thought it's a phoebe bridgers like people here are trustworthy you know and so i left it on this windowsill in the back of the venue Mm-hmm. where I thought not many people would see it or be near it and at the end of the show it was gone mm-hmm. and I told Phoebe that I lost my rain jacket but I really enjoyed her show yeah because <laughs> I, I like was in the back looking for it and she came out to greet people and I found myself standing next to her in uh-huh. that moment and I just said hey you did so well I really enjoyed it but I need to find my rain jacket <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I never found it. So, anyways, yeah. So, like, yes. So there were storms, and I, I bought like that was the most expensive um, article of clothing I'd ever purchased. I went into some like random outdoor store and bought this nice rain jacket, and it was a dream. I highly a... recommend investing in good rain gear if anyone's doing any kind of outdoor adventure where rain might be falling on you. Hmm. Um, other than weather, like I had lots of. One time I had 16 blisters. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, all on your feet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I think it may be on one foot. Like, yeah. <laughs> all on one foot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And I, like, said that in an interview. I don't think they'll care now, but it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had this sock sponsorship. Yeah. And they got mad at me. for. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm not. Like, you're not paying me enough. Well, they weren't paying us any money. They just mm-hmm. gave us socks, which I'm very grateful for. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't, like, squelch me with these socks to not share this massive part of my experience. Like, every day I'm going out and experiencing 16 blisters. Mm-hmm. So, and it's also like, that's a long, <clears throat> long walk. I don't know. Yeah, if there's many it was a huge brands. part of my day to day. And someone interviewed me and asked what how I was doing and if there were any issues. And I said, yeah, I have 16 blisters. 
because I'm an honest person. Mm-hmm. And I got a, a reprimand from the sponsor. So beware if you ever get sponsors, you have to um, right. filter what you say. Man. That's a, that's a hard choice to make, honestly, because, you, you know, you want to be appreciative of the people that yeah. help you out, but it's also yeah. like, you also want to be honest. Yeah. It's like, well, honestly, I would make the same choice again. Mm-hmm. I, really? I, yeah, I would be upfront about the blisters again. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would word it differently. Like, I've got these really great shoes and these really great socks um, that have really been, like, really protecting me. Lighten the blow a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but, but, like, somehow, <laughs> despite that, like, just because of how crazy this tour is, mm-hmm. and maybe because of some of the times when I'm barefoot at night walking around people's houses, um, I've gotten these blisters. So, like, it's not because of the sock or shoe sponsor, but... They are there. I would still tell them. So, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking more about this tour. So, were there ever any points where you had to, uh, like, buy a hotel or something, like a motel? Or we only bought one hotel um, room the whole time, uh-huh. and the only reason we did is uh, Christopher's brother very generously like gave him. We stayed with his brother mm-hmm. somewhere that I can't remember um, okay. where he was living and he gave Christopher like an envelope with some cash to get us a hotel room one night which I thought was really sweet yeah and that was more towards like the end of the tour or something or? <clears throat> kind of like at least the second half um, but we were we had a pretty kind of a policy I guess that we weren't gonna like we weren't gonna pay for places to stay because we had camping gear mm-hmm. so we really didn't have to do that um, we would just set up tents in if, if needed but um it so, was I, i'm sorry i'm going back <clears throat> that's okay you said a hundred for food right that, yeah. was, that was for everybody no we each got a hundred dollars a week i think okay. i could be misremembering okay but we had a, a lot of money <laughs> yeah we like did yeah it wasn't like it was a great experience it was it, it wasn't hard mm-hmm. to be honest like huh. from, for me i mean it, it, mm-hmm. i mean it was because of the blisters and mm-hmm. like other things, but in, but in terms in time of psychologically, like, but it was like a very happy four and a half months, and mm-hmm. um, we really didn't have any like crazy problems, mm-hmm. which is in some like which is wonderful, but it's a bit it's like a little bit less exciting of a of story. <laughs> Each day was sort of just yeah, we got up and walked, and I think it's still a pretty exciting story. I mean, yeah, would you? Do it again? I would, like, repeat that experience mm-hmm. um, if I went back in time. But you don't want to do it. I'm not sure I would do a second. I, I'm i open to it, but I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm, I'll do that. Like, do a West Coast. <laughs> yeah, but I, if, like, under the right circumstances, I think it would be beneficial now that I've learned a little bit more about um, promoting and booking um, shows and and have a little bit like I have more music released and just a little bit more knowledge about how to try to do well as a as a musical artist Mm -hmm. um I think I could like leverage things a lot better and I would say probably the same for like Chris um Chris has been touring a lot too with his band Arts Fishing Club and I imagine he'd feel similarly and the other I'm sure all of us would like now that we've had that experience if we did it again we could probably make a bigger splash mm-hmm. so 
So in that sense, maybe one day, yeah. if I want a big splash, I'll do something else like that. I don't know. Something. <clears throat> I thought about running. It's <laughs> running. Oh, yeah. like Forrest Gump or something. Yeah, like getting a little guitar, <laughs> strapping it to my back, and just like running on tour. <laughs> yeah. Um, and being like the running guy, but that sounds pretty hard. That does sound pretty hard. But you would cover a lot more distance. Yeah, and I'd be super fit. Yeah, yeah, you would. You'd feel great after yeah. that, I'm sure. If you made it anyway. <laughs> True. But, man, that's insane. I, I just can't believe that um, you managed to go four months where you would find a different person every night to mm-hmm. sp- spend the night with. And then, yeah, you know, and the fact that you guys raised that much money to be able to do this is yeah. really impressive, too. Yeah. People were really nice to us. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did that like inspire your songwriting? <clears throat> um, or it's maybe the, your last album? Yeah. Um, I have a song on the album. I think it's the first track. Who knows? But it's called Wandering Man. Uh-huh. And I mean, it's not really like a direct story about that um, tour, but it's kind of inspired by becoming a wandering man and... It's just kind of like an old, like, troubadour traveling musician type song. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had legitimately kind of earned the right to sing a song like that. Claim that, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I have another song on the album that that I wrote about someone that we met on the tour, this, like, Amish girl named Annie. It's called Amish Annie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. it's about like me. Another alliteration. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we we love alliteration. We love it. I like it too. I'm trying to think if I have any other alliterated song titles that you would like. But <laughs> um, yeah, like I met, we met this girl in a like a produce stand on this farm, and I don't like, I'm not sure, you know, what her life is like, but I just sort of used her as inspiration to kind of, like, I, I felt like kind of bad for her um badly for her like just that maybe she because of how she was raised just didn't get to learn much about other types of culture and and um was probably very like sheltered i reckon Mm -hmm. so that's what that song's about but it's an actual person that we met who was an amish lady named annie that inspired you yeah do do you remember where you met her yeah we were in pennsylvania pennsylvania that's a lot lot of amish folk there yeah um and we were just walking um just south of this town called new london all all, through all these farms and um like it was kind of an oasis she just had a produce stand and this really kind cyclist who passed us had like given her money to give us some bread and like stuff that she was selling when we got there wow. um so and then he like cycled back and told us to make sure we stopped at the fruit stand but i mean it was in the middle of nowhere like it was just she had a stand like on her family's farm and it was just bizarre that that was her mm-hmm. that was all she did and like we we started we were playing a song or something and she like isn't supposed to hear music so we kind of had to stop and I she had these pe- like canned peaches and I accidentally like 
told her that they reminded me of Sploosh. Um, have you seen Holes? I have not seen Holes. Okay. I myself know I have okay. not seen Holes. Okay, well, in Holes, there's like um, <laughs> the secret ingredient to solving um, shoe odor uh-huh. ends up being um, like rotten peaches or really old peach juice. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, the guy that Never read the book learns that who is trying to solve shoe odor names it Sploosh. Um, so these peaches that she had made me think of that and I asked if she'd seen holes Um, right it was an awkward moment that we we caught on camera well I have one thing in common with Amma Shani yeah true probably a lot of yeah you probably have you probably have a lot of stuff in common with her if that's yeah Yeah, I'm sure she's she's probably got a lot of really um, wonderful characteristics and some of those you might share (laughs) yeah yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Um, so this is your first time, I guess, in Valdosta. Yeah. Um, I think. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you were, you were kind of mentioning it uh, earlier that this. Uh, yeah, it sounds super familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And you told me about the football empire here, and mm-hmm. um, my high school was similar. So I think that. Perhaps we played Valdosta in football. Okay. And uh, what where, what city are you from? You're from Nashville. I'm from right? Nashville, but um, I went to a, a school there that has a, a really good football team okay. and cares a lot about it. I so, wasn't sure if maybe you were from like a, like a suburb, a specific like small town outside yeah, of Nashville. I grew up in, in Franklin, Franklin, south of Nashville, and okay. um, Leapers Fork for a little bit, which is a more rural hmm. um, little town. It's really cool and that's comes up in some of my songs as well as well like i have a song called pancakes and m&ms that's mm-hmm. just really just very like literal um memories of of my time out there with my brothers and like on the farm so yeah i am definitely inspired by like my life experiences and um that's kind of how i write songs is i just if there's something on my mind or if I'm processing something, I just, sometimes it, it is processed in my mind in like almost lyrical form, mm-hmm. or I'll just think of a string of words that I think sound kind of nice. And so then I'll just try to try to push that. And um, that's usually how my songs come. That just makes sense. By processing like past, I mean, I, it seems yeah. songwriting is just it's it seems like a cathartic way to just sort of mm-hmm. look at your life and figure out, you know, where you are, who you yeah. are, where you're going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's usually it's just things that I'm thinking about naturally a lot, like life changes, mm-hmm. um, things that are giving me emotions. Mm-hmm. So like a, something about a relationship or. Um, someone that I want to have a relationship with or someone that I recently had one with that I, you know, either want to end or didn't want to end um, or life, like, changes growing up, um, philosophical things sometimes. Um, and I'm not, I'm already thinking about them a lot and so mm-hmm. it helps me sometimes to, like, write them into a song. Yeah, no, I mean... I would imagine it would be a very helpful way of uh, processing yeah. those emotions and everything. Huh. So, um, 
I've never spent a whole lot of time in Nashville. Mm-hmm. But uh, you should come. Yeah, I, I, I want to go check it out. Yeah, um, I think it would be a good <clears throat> city. But I didn't realize that there was uh, lakes <laughs> in Nashville. Oh yeah, you live yeah. in a sailboat. I I used to. I don't anymore. Oh, okay. Um, which I'm very happy about. Okay. <laughs> you, you didn't like it? Why? I I liked it um, for a bit, but <laughs> it's it a very. It was like a very romantic like. Um, feeling like experience um like i would you know yeah i lived i lived on a sailboat on a lake and there are some lakes in nashville and Mm -hmm. um this one's called percy priest lake Mm -hmm. and i when i moved back to nashville i was living in birmingham alabama for a little bit i didn't want to pay rent to anyone Mm -hmm. and i thought about getting a van to live in and that i could maybe take on tour but it sounded stressful to like figure out parking and just living in a van felt less romantic, I guess, than in a sailboat. Mm. So I looked at them and my brother had an idea to live in a sailboat, my brother Jack. And I kind of, I guess I kind of stole his idea, but I just looked them up on Craigslist and um, found one that was pretty affordable and bought it. And it was just sitting on this dock. So that's like, I mean, in the water, like, mm-hmm. but I just kept it there. I didn't really know how to sail. Mm-hmm. Still don't really know how. Um, but it was a really peaceful place to sleep and make oatmeal and coffee in the morning and yeah. write songs. So that's pretty much all I did there. Read, too. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I mean, at night, I had no neighbors except this one guy named Andy a few boats down. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was really cool. But, like, I could I would just look out on the water and see like lights reflecting on the water and there was an an actual island that I could look at and that would make me think of like Huck Finn and um, I would drink wine at night and look at the water and then drink coffee in the morning and look at the water and it, those are both really nice experiences yeah. but I didn't have a shower I didn't really have a working bathroom um, I was only able to cook oatmeal and water and coffee because mm-hmm. I just had a kettle to heat up water mm-hmm. Um, and I was living on a sailboat, so like it was yeah. really only um, gonna last for yeah, a time. Very practical, and I guess. <clears throat> the strange thing is that the time that it worked out for me was the winter, mm-hmm. because I I found that it was easier to like or more enjoyable to like warm myself and warm the boat with a heater than to try to cool it in the summer. Mm-hmm. It was just so hot, and then the bugs would come out in the summer. And I don't like bugs that much. Um, <laughs> or like being sweaty in my quote-unquote home mm-hmm. all the time. So I knew that I had to get out of there and move into an apartment. Why, why did you want to <clears throat> go live without a rent for a while just to save money? Or were you just... Yeah, save money. Yeah. I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if like... I'm, maybe there's... I'm not poor. But <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't make much money playing music. So... Yeah. Um, I it's a hard industry, man. Yeah, it is. How do you like so, make most of your money? Is it through touring? Yeah, right like? now I'm just touring full time. Mm-hmm. But um, I I took two months off of touring, December, November, and December, because just because I was sort of tired of touring, but also to like save up a bit of money. I worked at this like women's fashion company in Nashville, <laughs> in the warehouse. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool and 
I made friends with lots of cool women there and I learned how to like you know package handbags and jewelry <laughs> um, interesting skill set yeah skill set yeah. yeah it was fun how did you how did you land that job like to just sort of see an opening and just take it um, my brother's girlfriend works there and mm. she had like reached out to me previously about them needing extra help mm. and I never was able to do it but I just when I decided to take some time off from touring I just asked if they could use anything for the holidays and they could so I did um, and I also have a real estate license so occasionally I sell a house yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So when that <laughs> happens, that's like a really nice boost financially. Mm-hmm. But because I've been touring so much, I think that like I I think perception is a pretty powerful thing. Like especially as a musician, um, so like it's really good. I think that I'm out touring and people. I think that makes people kind of want to support me. Mm-hmm. And but the other thing is, I think it makes people feel pretty dubious about like my uh, ability as a realtor <laughs> because yeah. it's kind of hard to believe that that's something I can do but I can and I'm a great realtor so <laughs> if anyone hears this in Nashville send me an Instagram DM Young underscore house. legend yeah I'll get you a house buy you a house yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's but, such an interesting side job <laughs> yeah <laughs> to have. it's pretty smart I think lots of musicians should, mm-hmm. should do that because you, no one gives you a schedule. You just mm-hmm. do it whenever you want, whenever you have a client. Yeah, I, one of the guys from Gillian Carter, he said he was a line cook. That's another one of those jobs that just yeah seems like a good skill because it's like wherever you go, there's going to be probably right. a place that needs a line cook. Food needs cooking. Yeah. But yeah, right now I'm just touring full-time mm-hmm. um, and like kind of making it work. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like I still, similar to that walking tour, I still just stay with people um i fortunately have been able to keep up with a lot of good people and lots of friends around the country who are really kind and let me stay on their couches and that just helps make it possible for me to tour um because i don't think i could afford to stay in hotels every night yeah yeah that that would definitely add up really quickly that's how i think most diy uh, acts that are coming through that's how they usually do it too is they try to stay yeah spend the night somewhere usually with a promoter or yeah. something like that I'm staying at the house of the guy that does the venue right if, it, if it's a house yeah. yeah yeah I mean that works too yeah. so it uh, saves a lot of money that way I'm sure yeah and, and and it's a really good way when you're starting out and don't have anyone in these cities that you're going to that, that really cares about you or knows of you like that's a really good way to establish a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a house with a couple roommates and you hang with them and like invite them to your show and like hopefully kind of develop a friendship, then suddenly you've got a couple friends in that city who can, if they like your music, maybe share it to their friends. And like, yeah, I think that there's a lot of benefit to staying with people. I mean, even outside of monetary yeah yeah like it's in air even outside of being a touring musician like it's just good i think it's good for people to keep up community and relationship and something that like um culture and society right now is is like naturally like progressing away from 
I think because of like advances in technology, we don't really need to rely on other people as much mm -hmm. um, for resources or for entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, so so you, I like, you think kind of people are getting more and more isolated? I do. Yeah, because of Netflix and Instagram, just looking at their phone and, uh -huh. and taking in social, um, like social, I don't know, needs that yeah, like that rather like, than going out way. and seeking them. Yeah, physically. yeah, like you kind of mm -hmm. feel like you're keeping up with people through your phone instead of over a table, like mm -hmm. having a coffee or something. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, sleeping on their couch. There's definitely a, a, an emotional connection that I think you lose when you're just right scrolling through, liking something on Facebook or yeah. Instagram or whatever, and then actually meeting them and talking to them yeah. about whatever they got going on in their life. Yeah. So that's a great benefit of touring. Mm -hmm. Something I'm grateful for that I get to the opportunity to keep up with people. Yeah, yeah. It's it, one of the most interesting thing to me about musicians is that they all seem like incredible people. Uh, people people I guess <laughs> yeah. and the fact that they just all really love people yeah. generally maybe not everybody but like <laughs> a lot of people that I've met uh, they, they love meeting new people yeah. they like you know keeping up with everybody yeah they like having that sort of and it's like not just a large friend group but a pretty like close friend group too it's just sure. they're separated by distance yeah that makes sense do, do you do you kind of are do you classify yourself as a people person <laughs> I feel you? like I'm sort of like I think I'm a like a mixed bag as far, like yeah I, can't, I couldn't think of a better term but I know there's some out there but um oh I understand I, that too. yeah I, I'm I'm an introvert but yeah. I love meeting new I people think and most people who know me would like would be like what are you talking about like you're you're incredible with people because sometimes people say that to me but I often feel like fairly awkward with people mm -hmm. um, and like I mean I understand that <laughs> yeah like the flip side of what I just said about keeping up with like maintaining relationship I mean it can be pretty exhausting like if you like you leave where you stayed last night with these people and you drive to a venue to interact like I mean I love getting to play these shows and I love connecting with people meeting people but it's truly like non-stop Mm -hmm. needing to be present for people socially yeah. um and so like that's kind of the it's a give and take like to to, be, to stay with friends mm -hmm. and to stay with people and yeah because you're never you gonna have, have a space to go back to space, yeah. right you're always in exactly. somebody else's space so i think that that like the um abnormalness or like the abnormality of a lifestyle of touring all the time probably like affects me socially and other probably makes you into a it probably it you makes me like more. yeah good at good at like handling interactions mm -hmm. and comfortable with new people and but like also there's not a ton of like grounding and mm -hmm. when you're in a different place all the time so i don't know i find it like it's, it's gonna be challenging for yeah. some of my like my friendships in nashville and i feel a little like Yes, I feel good socially, but I also feel a little, like, messed up, <laughs> to be honest. Maybe not, like, yourself, or just, like... Uh, yeah, like, socially. Like, I like I don't... I don't know. I don't know how we're supposed to be. I, right, and I think... I don't... Yeah. But I don't need... Probably not all... It's part not of that's probably what I was saying about, like, Instagram and Netflix. Like, we all, I think, 
or not everyone, but a lot of people, I think, are a little bit messed up. You know, yeah, I, I think I could agree with that. In, in that any other way. Like, mm-hmm, because <clears throat> of the fact that we spend so much time separated that yeah. it seems like people my age, uh, and people older than me too, but uh, and younger, uh, seems like it's become more rare to find somebody that's very charismatic and has very strong social yeah. skills and that sort of thing. It's it's. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, I, yeah. I think I can agree with that yeah. perception. Yep, I think people are are uh, moving like inward. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for like for me, I feel like I'm naturally shy and introverted anyway. Yeah. So like, I almost feel like it <clears throat> like aggravates that. Like it makes it to where it's like an environment where sure. it's more easy to be yeah uh, <laughs> isolated. Yeah. It's on cool top that, of my already natural bias, totally. you know? yeah, it's comfortable. Yeah, it's cool that you do this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I bet that like I think it's a cool, pushes you cool a little gig. bit. Like, yeah, no, I mean that's why I went into journalism, not necessarily because I wanted to. Going back to uh, learning by doing, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, just if you want to learn how to talk to people, just go out and talk, talk to, to people. people. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Jump it's, in the deep end. it's it's literally the the best way of, uh, I guess becoming a social person yeah. and, and learning to enjoy people more absolutely I think it, it's very easy to sort of like isolate yourself and say i hate people yeah and i don't want to mingle with anyone but yeah. if you i think if you spend <clears throat> enough time just meeting new people mm-hmm. you'll find that like sort of what you learned on your trip mm-hmm. or it, what i i see that you may have sure. seen on your trip yeah. is that most people are really great decent really nice. people yeah, yeah they they, they don't want to they yeah. want to do good for you and that yeah. sort of thing so i think um yeah i don't know and that's just so yeah i'm gonna get off on some stuff <laughs> uh, yeah no i think that's that's fascinating and like i was saying before um part of the reason why i wanted to be a journalist is because i love hearing cool stories from cool people yeah and writing about it i cool. think that's the the perk of the job is yeah. just being able to you know yeah yeah that's that absolutely get paid to do that yeah you know? it's yeah. like i get paid to meet people totally yeah i like i, I still I, get butterflies and stuff before meeting people oh yeah i mean did it, you get butterflies like, today honestly i didn't i i felt like uh you'd be a pretty you personable, be a nice person yeah, yeah. usually groups of people make it a little bit harder okay. yeah yeah but no i think also it, it's gotten better, especially mm-hmm. with the podcast specifically. Yeah. I think I was a little bit more nervous because it's like it's recorded and sure. people are going to listen to me talk yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it a little bit harder too. But, yeah. So, well, absolutely. But this podcast is about you. We're getting off a little bit on me. <laughs> no, that's uh, great. Yeah. Uh, the more interesting topics, the merrier. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. <clears throat> the um, Since Desiree's not here, I don't know if maybe she came back. I think I might have even heard her. I heard uh, someone someone jostled the door. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know. It, it sounded like something, but um, since she's not here currently in this room, um, I figured she likes to ask this question of, you know, if you could perform with and you listened to our podcast a little bit beforehand. Yeah, if you could perform with any band mm-hmm. or artist, musician, alive or dead. Yeah, who would you choose? <clears throat> Like, okay. Hmm. To perform with. It could be on any instrument. It could be... Okay. Um, you could just be on the same bill as them. I think that Dolly Parton would be pretty cool. 
Dolly Parton? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like doing a duet with her. You know, I think she used to come here uh, <laughs> really? back in the day. Wild Adventures is an amusement park yeah. and they do a lot of shows. And, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, she's like my like just experience one, but like my like practical, like my brain, I think pretty like practically too. Like I, I really want to perform with um, Penny and Sparrow uh-huh. because I think that it would be a really good bill. Yeah. And from what I've seen of them, I just think that like they seem like pretty interesting and weird. And I offer a bit of the same like with my set, um, and I think that would be like good for my career. So yeah, that's my like practical Absolutely, answer yeah. um, for like right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Dolly Parton's my like fun answer to this question. That's interesting. Yeah. So like, what do you like about Dolly in particular? Um. That would make you choose her over anybody else? She is just... I don't... I can't think of anyone else like her. Like, mm-hmm. she's... I mean, I th- like, I look at, like, these... I think she's very beautiful. Like, there's, like... I remember seeing, like, this picture of, like, a younger Dolly Parton, and I was like, dang, Dolly. <laughs> uh, she's cool. Like, she, like... It's just cool. Yeah. Um, so you perform with her because she's pretty. No, no, no. no. Um, I think she's one of the most talented songwriters that I've ever like been introduced to. Mm-hmm. I think that the only other person that reminds me of her is that I've like I know there's tons of musicians I haven't explored, but like she and Bob Dylan are people that I feel similarly about. Like they were just on another level as song producers mm-hmm. like both volume and quality of lyrics and storytelling and even things like looking at both their solo careers and then who else like covered their songs um it's just amazing and so like i think that like her persona um and i guess her brand like that existing but also that I'm saying the only other person that I think has like rivaled her as a songwriter is Bob Dylan. That's just and pretty he's, uh, yeah. wild. Bob Dylan, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is wild. And she seems nice. She does seem like I think pretty, it'd be I think she'd be encouraging. Nice. If I messed up a chord, yeah. she would probably forgive me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, oh, that's okay. Yeah. I don't know. I can't do a Dolly Parton impression. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a great answer. Yeah. So, Dolly Parton, and who was the other person? I said this band called Penny and Sparrow. Oh, okay. But, like, it's really just, like, maybe this is a strange thing to share, but that's really just a professional interest on my part. Like, okay. a career move. Like, I just think it would be good. And mm-hmm. I mean, Dolly Parton would be a career move. To, that's and, very and performing true. With yeah, that's, like if that, I had to choose between those two, I'm you, picking Dolly. Yeah. Okay. But like my like practical answer that I'm like, oh, this let's is see if we can make this happen is them. Yeah. Um, just because I think it'd be fun, and I think that their fans would like my songs. I mean, hey, don't sell yourself short. I really hope that maybe one day you will share a, a stage with Dolly Parton, yeah. or maybe you know, me too. Yeah, me too. At the very least, a music festival or yeah. something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you never backstage know. Backstage and meet her. If I do, I will, I will call you and 
and we can do a follow up and I'll tell you how it was. Yeah, no, that'd be t- <laughs> sure. I'll I'll try I, to, if you know what, if I have the opportunity, if it's years will, from now and I'm still here, yeah, yeah, even if I'm not still here, you know, wherever, dude, oh, my <laughs> employers, I'm not leaving. Yeah, if I'll mess up a cord, um, I'll deliberately <laughs> mess up a cord and like yeah. let you know if she's kind about it. Okay, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, or just you know, hit me up as a person. Doesn't yeah. have to be a journalist. Like, fair but, enough. Yeah, cool. So. I think this has been a good conversation and cool. you know, we've, we've talked for a good while here. Yeah, so, sweet. Yeah, so I think you uh, can <laughs> yeah. call, call it a wrap. Cool, yeah. So, um, I, I have music on on Spotify and stuff and um, I'm really I'm recording new stuff too that I'm excited about. Um, what you got coming up? And I'm touring all over the country so um, people should listen to it. But um, it's stuff that is I don't know I don't know how to answer that it's just like an EP and mm-hmm. it's songs that I that I've written okay <laughs> cool yeah it, it's coming up pretty yeah. soon sorry I didn't mean that answer no that. It's, it's okay no. no I'm not I wasn't trying to be like uh, vague or um, pretentious about like it's just I like am, it's it's something that I like separate myself from when I'm on tour because um, it's like you don't the recording process is a little bit stressful for me mm-hmm. but um it's more like indie folk whereas i would say my last album was more like americana mm-hmm. um and i'm really excited about them and i've been recording with a buddy in nashville and i think they're cool and um almost done so yeah cool yeah We're looking out for that yeah okay yeah thanks so much for yeah for having me here no, thank you for your time and yeah. coming on yeah no. you should come up to nashville and hang yeah, no, I, I would love to go visit Nashville and check yeah, it out. Good, yeah. Strong music scene there. So. Yeah, that's um, true. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> strong high school football scene here. Yeah. So yeah. take your pick. Right. <laughs> you love football? <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. your place. It really is. Uh, <laughs> so this has been Off the Record. We've been on the record with Riley Moore. See you later, I guess. Goodbye. Good night. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Good night. Thanks, Dalton. Yeah, no, thank you, Riley. These hugs can make the earth shake. And Mama, always beautiful, was the only girl for me. Sometimes I wish. Yeah, sometimes I wish Sometimes I wish I was still A boy in Tennessee